welcome to PQ for Christians. We are a community of Christian coaches committed to integrating the work of positive intelligence into our Christian faith and daily practices. Aligning Christianity and PQ has the capacity to support us individually with our clients and to have a positive effect on the Christian church today and in the future. Enjoy this episode. All right, so welcome back to another episode of PQ for Christians, and I have my buddy and my friend Alexa here with me today. How are Hello. you, Alexa? Good to have you. And we're just going to, we're going to talk about, I would love to talk about the uh, PQ Christianity progression. And I know that you and I created a document last year or so. Um, but I'd love to talk through this document and share your experience and how you got to where you are, and I'll share mine. Um, but I also want this to be more of a way of letting people know that are in the cohort now that may not have their why, right? Because we've been talking about the why that may not have a clear understanding of the why based on what we're talking about, that it's okay not to have that why, right? Mm-hmm. Because, Absolutely. Because when you think about it, the why, I, I personally feel the why gets planted in us. We don't create the why. The why becomes us. <laughs> I, I love that because it's not something I'm controlling. Mm. It's something that I discover or a place that God Mm. leads. Yes. And and beautiful word because you use the word discover, right? And when we think about, even from a PQ uh, framework, when we think about true north, as we keep going in that direction, we discover more about ourselves and more about our environments and more about everything. Even our thoughts we discover, everything we discover from that perspective. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. So let, let's, let's talk about this document first or, or the, the stages, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I want you to just kind of explain it because you've been with PQ from the very beginning, right? The PQ mm-hmm. Christian, um, yeah. if you can explain it from that perspective and let's just give an overview and then we'll go through each one of the stages. All right. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously Rod started it and I think he must've gone on the app and said, Hey, I'm interested in talking with believers about this. I'm a pastor and who wants to talk about this. And I think we just showed up. I, I honestly don't remember cause it was mm. during COVID. Okay. Um, and instant chemistry with everyone. And we all came from a completely different church background. Everyone was very different. And we were just fascinated by asking the question of where does PQ and Christianity align? And obviously we all jumped into the coach program because we got a great benefit from the program itself. Mm. And we were gaining beautiful benefits by being engaged in the coach program and learning and growing. And it became obvious that this question had to be answered, that we had to explore it. Okay. 
And so that's where the mural came from. And we just invited believers in and said, we're going to just brainstorm and we're going to write down every idea that everyone has of what are the alignments. And so we started with alignments and the alignments gave us a tremendous amount of joy. And then we went to barriers. Um, I rarely in the four years hear a barrier I haven't heard before. (laughs) Okay. And one of the things that the early team had to wrestle with were all the saboteur barriers that people throw up about theology or theological differences. Yes. And when you mapped out the barriers, you're like, you could see saboteur all over it. Mm. And you could see saboteur all over the typical arguments that denominations have with each other. And um, our team was truly sage. So it was a gift to be in an environment where you are relaxed, at ease, and then looking and wondering. And we had to make a conscious choice or a conscious learning that um, the group isn't about theology. There's always going to be differences. Yes. But that the bottom line of PQ is about the mind. It's telling us how to use our mind. That's very different. It's not teaching us theology. It's not making commentary about Christ or anything. It's telling us how to use the mind. And I think that was a super, super important distinction that when you make it, a lot of those barriers went away. Because they were anxious barriers that were trying to make it into something it's not. It's like, it's not. It's about your physical body. It's okay. about your brain. Okay. The metaphor would be exercise, right? Or assigning spirituality to exercise. It could yeah. be, but mm-hmm. it's your body. Right. And so we were able to parse that out. But in the early years, everyone's just in a wonder of, I feel so guilty, I PQ, and I feel so much better than I did when I Mm. go to church, right? Mm -hmm. Those were some of the fears, like, why is this making me feel better? And I've been a, you know, church attendee, and it's not doing it for me, but I PQ and I feel amazing, Mm. right? The guilt. Yeah. And um, so that was a really important distinction that helped us with our foundational document. Being four years in now, I see that everyone new to a cohort, a coaching cohort, and they're a believer, they have the same questions we did. And they need to learn those basics of understand the alignments, understand where the saboteurs are in the barriers. And it just gives you an entirely um, opened up Mm. I don't even know how to explain it. So just like I told you, I can't define my why like I would in business, um, like a business goal. I know my why. Yep. And so I, and, and the learning that you go through from day one of new coach believer, what is this? How does this align is so different than the learning one year in two years in 
three years in, okay. it absolutely changed, deepened um, my walk in a, it's a whole just different flavor. It's kind okay. of like being in air and then being in water. It's just completely different right. with the mind aspect. And I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to touch, I wanted to go back because what you just said was profound and we're going to spend some time in this as we go through what we have identified as the stages. But the point you made was, is that when you went through the program, like I and most every one of us, we found that there was a personal benefit first and that's why we stayed with PQ. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because for me, it was that's what the seed was. The seed was, wow, I'm, I can sense that something's different here now as compared to what I was going before. And I'm, I'm, I was still, I'm a Christian, but mm-hmm. I used the techniques. And when I went in, my heart was still focusing on God, but I felt different. And that's what made me want to go in deeper. What about yourself? Um, I've always been in hot pursuit of more and deeper. Oh, nice. Great way to say that, my friend. (laughs) With all my heart, but also with all my saboteurs. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yep. You know? And for me, that was the tech startup. 100% 100% sabotaged all the time, went through a lot of trauma, divorce, um, father died, hospice, the whole nine yards. Um, and that's saboteur led, like balls out. I am going, you know, I'm jumping off the cliff kind of mm. fervor. And that kind of spirituality, everything's about fight. Yeah. Or survival. And I had, I don't know if I told you this, did I tell you? I must have in one of the other recordings, but of the moment where God told me to put my sword down. Did no. I tell you that? No, but but share that little bit, at least for the people listening to this, because I think that's, yeah. you did share it with me, but it's profound in, in a great way. So are you willing to share I was share in, yeah. in church and I used to attend a Pentecostalist church, which was new to me. It just happened to be in my neighborhood. I could walk to it. And um, new experience for me, but they really believed in God giving a word mm-hmm. right there in the room as it was happening. Lights are low. And the pastor gives a call and he says, there is someone here who has fought a really brave fight and you are cornered and you've got your sword up and you've got your heavy shield and you, you can't lift it. It makes me cry thinking about it now. Um, I know he expected a man. Mm. And I bolted out of my seat. And he looked at me and he frowned. He was like all confused. And I'm mm. like, that's me. I'm the person with the sword. And because that that was very much um, my mental grit. Yeah. Me with a sword. Say that again. That's powerful. That was my mental grit. Mm. Me with a sword, like survival. Yes. Like you're, I've been through a lot. Like my backstory is heavy. Right. Um, with my family of origin and I, what 
came out of that wasn't victim. It was, I'm going to kick ass, take names, climb hills. Mm -hmm. Like you ain't going to take me because it was horrible, but there's a time to stop fighting. Yeah. And I never knew a reality that wasn't survival. That wasn't swords out. And this pastor makes this call. There's someone here that needs to set their shield and sword down. And I am just crying and I stand up and he looks at me weird and I go to the front and that was the first time I understood we have to um, live more than just survive Mm. and that God has more for us Mm. than the fight. The fight is admirable for yes. those of us who do, and that's your survival mechanism. Yeah. Because you do, you mm-hmm. achieve a lot, and um, but it's relentless and it's it's hard on the body and um hard on the soul. And God mm. was like, enough. Wow. Like, I'm gonna teach you a new way. You are going to you're no you're not along, you're not allowed to fight anymore. Yeah, you're gonna leave your weapons here. And Mm. I mean, you're a soldier. I'm not even a soldier, but that would be brutal, right? You're like, what? I got to leave, you know, like my identity. Here's my pack. (laughs) I got to put down my stuff. You you, tell me to let this go, right? You're you're absolutely right. It's, and I'm sitting here listening to you and to think about a person that's been fighting and holding a shield and a sword or even a Marine having to put their gun down or take the camis off or whatever it is. You're, you're really stripping them of their identity, right? Because yeah. at that point is, is I'm known as the fighter. I'm known as the one that made it through. You know what I mean? And once that's gone, what do you have? Man, like, Alexa, you're like rocking yeah. my world right now. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. And um, so I went to the front and sat down on the stage. Music is playing. Lights are low two people that I knew, but we're not friends, but I knew um, one is a yoga instructor and some other, other woman, male, female, they both came up to me on either side Mm -hmm. and the prayers they had were words of the Lord because they didn't know what was on my heart. They didn't know I put down a sword and everything out of their mouth was spot on what was in my head. Yep. And they didn't know that. So I'm just sitting there going, ah, God loves me so much. Yeah. Like he's telling me through two people, yeah, male and female, mm. this is what I want for you. You're going to set this down. You're not going to live this way anymore. And they both started singing. They both like hugged yeah. me from mm-hmm. the side, started singing and rocking me. And um, a silent prayer that I never told anyone is I'd been single for 10 years. And at that point, probably eight or nine years, I was never touched, mm. never hugged, never, you know, snuggled anything. And I, I, it, it does something icky to you to never be touched. And they just wrapped me up wow. and they both started rocking me and singing. And one of them said something to the effect of, oh, yeah, she needs to be held. And just like, I met God that day. He used two people's bodies. (laughs) But then on that day, I'm no longer a warrior. Yeah. So then, you know, 
how do I live? Mm. And then I went into the CTI and then straight into PQ. So when I got into PQ and it's during COVID, during Black Lives Matter, my house is surrounded by thousands of protesters, peaceful protesters, and I'm in the house going through the program and I noticed the fiddle leaf fig plant behind me and it was just marvelous. I saw details I'd never seen before mm. though. I've, I've had that plant since I was a child, beautiful fractals in the glowing green. And I was like, Oh my gosh, God, I'm alive. Yeah. I'm alive. I wouldn't have touch scent, taste, seeing, hearing. Yep. I am in a physical world that God made and I am physically alive and I've never felt so alive in my life. Yeah. And it was seven weeks of silence, mm -hmm. seven weeks of COVID, no appointments, no talking to people, no seeing people, but enriching. And I was uh, just the presence of God and the awareness that to be in the body is a privilege. This life is short and frail, but I get to live it yeah. in all its yeah. roughness mm. or goodness or beauty or ugly. That's the privilege that we've been given here on earth. And PQ was the thing my heart had been yearning for and God knew it yes. and putting the sword down first was the prep. Yeah. I am. I thank you for sharing this story because I'm getting even more details now than it brought back to my, my remembrance and to, to, to think about the fact that you had a divine appointment at that church and you had a desire to go there because it was close to your house. I mean, I just want you to, that that's exactly what you just said. It was close to my house. So let me just go. And God met you right there. And, and to, to hear and to see what transpires after that is what we're talking about from a PQ perspective is true North, right? When you think about it, it's literally your direction was off. He says, okay, I'm going to meet you here. And then look how that path now becomes straight for you. Now the understanding of what's inside of you and why it's inside of you becomes even clearer now, right? Just, yeah. and, and the fact that the other thing, I want people to understand this. When you mentioned about being alive and through your five senses, God gave us these senses and PQ just is teaching us be able to heighten, to use those senses to, to actually transform our minds. Right. So when mm. you think about it, there's nothing outside of this. that doesn't say that it's not supported by what we believe in our hearts. Right. He gave us the senses. He gave us eyes to see, ears to hear, nose to smell, a mouth to speak and and, think, and hands to touch. So we're just man. Th oh, my goodness. That was so beautiful. But let's let's transition here. So stage one that we realize when people come into 
And you mentioned about it is, and I'm going to read it from this and then we can have a little discussion. I call it stage one. It's seeking alignment. So I'm interested in learning how PQ and Christianity are aligned, discussing possible barriers, saboteurs, uh, involvement, and bringing awareness to the scriptures that highlight PQ, seeking and finding answers. So I want you to think about when you when we first came into PQ, our focus was how does this thing fit with the Bible, right? You understand what I'm saying? Not how mm-hmm. does the Bible fit with PQ, right? Is that how you felt the same way? I was curious of how how what I saw in alignment with what I was experiencing in PQ and what I experienced going forward Okay, and hearing a word from God. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. That's that's awesome. Experiential. Yes. Right. Body, body and spirit experiential. There was some alignment there that transcends. Oh, this verse we all know for well-read. Yes you came across things in PQ practice and you're like, yeah, this reminds me of exactly this verse or that verse. Yes. Like you just know it because yes. you're like, Oh, this is what it means. And I remember when um, my husband, Brad was doing the program and he, he came into the room and he's like, he's got an incredible mind. His, his, he, he memorizes passages and scriptures and he knows where they are. And he's just got all this content in his head, even through books. Yeah. And he walks in and he's a big memorizer of Psalms. And um, he walks in and he, he's telling me one of the Psalms of David saying, you know, I'm sitting on the hill and I'm gazing at the stars. And Brad was like, I've read this a million times. And I thought, oh, that's nice. That's just poetry. Okay. The stars are nice. How nice. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. oh my gosh, David was literally considering yes. the stars and that was part of his worship. And that's what he felt in his yes. body Yeah, that, mm. that Oof. it hit him. That's awesome. It's not just light poetry of, Oh, we're trying to be romantic. Throw some stars in the word. You yes. know, he was literally telling us yeah. what he was doing. Yes. That when I, when I meet up with God, I am sitting on my hill with my sheep or I'm hunting and I go, Whoa, yeah. The sky. I am not, my soul is now quiet. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. sit with God for a while. Wow, that's really That's how good. Brad Yeah. how it struck him. Wow. And so I'm less interested in little theological alignments yes. that everyone gets all arguey about. Yeah, I'm agreed. I'm interested am I really experiencing God? Who yes. is he to me? Do we have a relationship and how am I seeing that relationship in my day to day and how is it coming out through this PQ practice? It was those kinds of alignments that the kind of shivers and like, and you're like, Oh, there's something absolutely magical here. And yeah, we have a huge library of verses. There's so much, you know, on the verses that align and, and it's, and it's beautiful, but this is the system that God created. Yes. And I want to know more of it not necessarily needing the rules and the rules on everything. And that's, and I'm glad you said that because 
it, it to me it sounds like when you came in you were you were further on down in like stage three or four we're gonna get there so I want uh, people to understand okay. that we're gonna get there but like Brad I'll never forget when I got a hold of this and I was reading about Abraham and when God told him to look up at the stars and look at the sand because your descendants will be as many of those unable to count. It clicked for me that God was using the stars and the sand to reveal to Abraham his promise for him. And I Mm -hmm. was like, you get it in the natural. Okay. When you look up, what do you see? You can't, you can't put a number on it, but to have that, visual and the connecting the spirit at the same time to that, that becomes life changing. Right. And you just explain, you just explain your experience. You heard a word, you went up and everything changed, put down your shield and your sword and God met you there. And from that experience, no one can ever take that from you. It, it's like, no. it's something that's in, oh, there it is, man. That's so beautiful. It's inscripted on your heart and it can never be removed. That's right. And it's such a beautiful place to be. I've had a similar experience. I think I shared that. I'm not going to go in it, but it was July 4th, 1996 at 7.35 PM. Yeah. There was a word that went forward. And that word, actually, now that I think about it, the word basically talked about, an aspect of COVID. And this was 20 some odd years before COVID. And and wow. the word that went forward was there is coming a time that thus says the Lord, that I'm going to pour out my spirit on all churches throughout the world. And the world is going to know me by my spirit. That's within those churches. And then mm-hmm. he said, then there's a time coming where I'm going to pull my spirit back. And the people within those churches are going to wonder where is God. Mm. And COVID literally was like, you couldn't go into a building anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you didn't have a connection with God, how did you find him? Mm. And then in the aftermath of that, the statement was, is that in then it says, I will then put my spirit on those churches that truly desire to live and walk and be with me. And I think Mm. that's the next phase of that. And then right after those words, Alexa, I heard this verbatim. It says, this is why I'm calling you. Oh. And I looked around to my wife. I said, honey, did you hear that? She goes, no, what are you talking about? And the people in front of me, I said, did you hear that? No, God spoke directly to me. I remember the time. I remember the date. I remember every single thing verbatim. And that has been from a PQ perspective, from a life perspective, that has been my true north ever since. Yeah. And to, to know that alignment, when you come in and we, we want people to understand that alignment, we want you to be able to know that you're not the first one seeking alignment, right? When people come in to think right. about it, when you come into Christianity you're seeking alignment. You're trying to find out how do you fit in, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you how do, does this work? Exactly, right? And that, and, and when you think about it from that perspective, 
you realize that love drew you into Christ, right? You didn't find Christ. Christ found you and found us, right? And I think it's important for us to understand that. And after you get into it, you start to get this sense of things being revealed to you or a greater understanding of the why behind the why, right? Yeah, and it's nothing I'm in control of. I'm not trying to control anything, and it's not about how much knowledge do I have about PQ or Christianity or um, the kind of doing thing. Yes, yes. It's a discovery kind of reveal. Yes. And it's, and that, yeah, that's why I told you when it comes to my why I, I can't really define it. Yeah. It, it's a knowing. And then how do you explain? It's, it's interesting. Like this way of seeing faith, experiencing faith is so different than how I've been brought up. Yes, exactly. Right. Which is the knowledge doing side. Right. That there's so much more that God has so much more for us and it, and it's not going to come through our saboteurs. And I think so much of um, the American church's traditions have been, it's just all saboteur. Um, and then I don't know who I have, who I'd be talking to. Like mm-hmm. you can't go to the average, like I, I can't tell everyone the story of the sword and the shield because they wouldn't be able to get over the fact that God actually speaks yeah. or meets you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> right. So you're, it's, it's a faith experience on a whole different level, level. Yeah. that isn't even, it's not even braggadocious because I didn't plan it to begin with. Exactly. I just cried yeah. and bolted out of my seat yep. and, had it, I guess, enough strength to go down front. Yeah. Um. So I don't feel any like ownership to that. Yep. But joy that that's possible yeah. and it changes you. Mm. And then you wait, like watchman knees, um, sit, walk, stand. Yeah. A lot of sitting. <laughs> yep. A lot of resting. Yep. Because you believe that that answer will come. He's going to lead. He's good. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful, oh my goodness, wonderful place to know. And then, and I love the transition that there's a lot of sitting, right? A lot of sitting. But you're sitting because you know, he's going to answer, right? There it is, right? When you don't know, you go to the place of doing, right? Just think about that. Oh, and then when you're anxious, yes. you absolutely go to doing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Great point. Now let's let's transition here. That's a great way to go into transition to stage two. So, and we put it there, I understand alignment. So now it's like it's the understanding that there is an alignment, right? So we we drop our guards, right? So we had our guards up the whole time. That's right. And, and That's now right. we can drop our guards. So now we're seeking how to deepen the understanding and the awareness, especially being overdoing as a believer and as a coach. Now, this is an important mm. stage here because when you, when you, like you, when you put the sword down, the doing actually comes to that place where it's like, okay, 
great point. The doing my swords down, my uniforms off, my VP titles gone. You know what I'm saying? All these other things are gone. Now I have to be. Can you share your transition into that or that understanding? Absolutely. My last semester at CTI, yeah. I don't remember what topic you go through at CTI on the last because I um, completed it on Zoom during COVID. Okay. Bummer. Um, did the rest in person with with my cohort, but completed it with a cohort I didn't know, so complete strangers. So I don't remember what the topic was, but I had just gotten my uh, tech firm acquired. Mm. My co-founder, that the, the um, tech was hired, shipped to New York. My engineers were hired. They had fabulous jobs. I was the only person that didn't go with the firm. I didn't belong in the firm. I wanted no part of it. Um, but you get off of that crazy cycle and you're like, whoa, <laughs> little nauseous, you know, it's kind of yeah. like being on a merry-go-round. And I'm like, okay, I was incredibly tired. And so 18, so this was two years in. I thought, well, if I have a two-year sabbatical, I'll be refreshed and I'll go, you know, sword and shield again right except two years passed and i'm actually worse than i was two years before mm. and i'm exhausted i'm wrapping up cti i'm thinking i don't have the energy to do that and if i don't have the energy to do that who am i so it's a different thing mm. there's the sword thing which is a survival put that down but now there's now i was in this doing being wrestle nice okay of, yeah. i don't have the energy to ever do startup again i know now that a lot of the energy rob is sabotage is you know being sabotaged but i still don't have energy even to this day um and in class I had this aha moment. I'm like, wait a minute. There's more than one kind of mountain to climb. Mm. And I'm like, what is the biggest mountain I could possibly climb? I'm like, it's the heart mountain. Oh, wow. And I'll have to look in my notes. And I was obsessed, like mountains mean a lot to me. I grew up in mountains. We had a cabin up here local at, at Twin Peaks by Lake Arrowhead. So every good moment in my life had a mountain in it okay. for some reason. Okay. There's something really significant spiritually for me in the mountain. And I got this heart mountain idea in my head and verbalized it to the whole group. I'm like, that is my goal. Like that is the biggest courageous thing I could do. Mm. This was pre-PQ. Right. I was already sensing yeah. a life in SAGE. Wow. I was already sensing that I didn't have the language because I didn't know what a saboteur was, yeah. but that there were things other than the sword to put down. And in order to grow this heart mountain, which is being, which I didn't have a word for, right. I, it was that wrestle of being and doing. And I'm like, it's the heart mountain. I'm going to go after the heart mountain. And that's hard. <laughs> like that's, mm. that's a tough thing to do, but it doesn't need a sword. 
you know, and then plop into PQ and you're like, oh, I get, <laughs> I get what, and that's more of the God leading, God yeah. leading. Okay. Let's yeah. put the sword down. Okay. Switch you over, switch yeah. what you think the mountain I want you to climb is this heart. And wow. The heart yeah. mountain. Heart mountain. I'm going to quote you on that one the first time, but I'm using that one, girlfriend, because I never even thought about it from the perspective. Because when you're like in the military, we've climbed many things, right? We climb hills, we climb mountains and stuff. And to understand everyone's trying to get to the peak, right? Mm-hmm. All, of, all of the motivational speakers and all of a lot of programs is getting to the peak of performance. But to think about the fact of getting to that place in the heart, the center of the heart, that's a life journey, girl. That, I don't that, think there's a peak. That's exactly right? it. Like, are. it's like I'm climbing up God's heart and I'll never get there because he's so big, right? God is so big, so eternal. Like, get to the peak of the heart. This is a lifetime journey and it's a journey or a walk with God, right? Yeah, because I think it's God's heart. Yes. It's God's heart is is the mountain. And and we get the privilege of learning it Ooh. and learning ourselves as we learn his heart. And it it'll go on forever. Like when this yeah. body is done, yes. my heart mountain will be there and the journey will continue. Yes. It's eternal. Wow. And I'm that, not in control of that. <laughs> no, you're not. And what makes it even better is, is when I'm listening to you, I just got that picture of the the vine and the branch attached to the vine, mm. right? It, it just came to me that that yeah. true understanding. So when that alignment and when we we understand it, even on our Christian walk, and the thing that I love about it, what we are experiencing here is because if we truly put our relationship with Christ and our walk with Christ and then understanding how we came into PQ and we kind of go through those same phases, we'll see that alignment in the growth. Also, if we're truly honest, Mm -hmm. we can see that alignment. And I think by going into this, it was clear. Like you said, there are times when you're at PQ and scriptures just come out to you. You're like, yeah, that, because it's in my heart. I know that this is a line there. So it's, thank you for that. That's wonderful from that point. So we're going to just end on this right here. But what I want to do is I want to prepare the people because we're going to come back on this. I want to prepare them for what stage three is, right? So stage three is that place of you come to the point, you understand the alignment. Now you're saying what's next, right? Isn't that a beautiful place to be? Like the place of discovery. And we, we can't define it. I don't know what's next. That is, uh, that's it. So uh, let me read it. And then we're going to tease the, the listeners to tune in to the next episode. That right. states three is, is what's next. I'm embracing, deepening, and accepting transformation that moves from inward being to outward loving of others. Um, yeah. That's the point. That's deep. 
if I'm not climbing the heart mountain, I'm not loving others. Mm. If I'm not loving others, I'm not doing much of a climb. Yes. And think about this from the point of, let's just remove PQ for a second Mm -hmm. and focus on that same what's next. And I'll walk with the Lord. Very few get to this place. When you think about it, the loving of I was going to say, yeah. if, if we're used to a faith of following rules or classic religion, right, of following rules of, well, I, I gave, I did my, it, like, actions, yep. then you might get through alignment on the number one thing, but you may feel, I would think, hesitant, scared. This is a different way of seeing God relating to Jesus. That isn't what my home church preached about. So now I get scared. Mm-hmm. I would think because this is going to challenge typically held beliefs in American church. We're not going to get to that right now. We're going to get it on the next episode. <laughs> okay. So Stay tuned and come back for more. Thank you for listening to this episode of PQ for Christians. The Sage Perspective accepts every outcome and circumstance as a gift and an opportunity. And Romans 8.28 states, We know all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. To learn more about Positive Intelligence, please visit their website, positiveintelligence.com.